Well, welcome back to the One Team, One Promise podcast. My name is Matt Troop. I'm the CEO of Conway Regional Health System, and glad you could join us today. You know, uh, throughout uh, our first few fo- podcasts, we are going to really focus on our executive leadership team, uh, really get, getting into and getting to know um, those uh, nine members that I get to work with, uh, really have the privilege of working with every day. And so uh, with us today is Mr. Troy Brooks, our Chief Financial Officer. He came without a calculator, so he's going to get really intimate and personal with us. So uh, welcome, Troy. Thank you, Matt. Glad to be here. Good. Troy joined us. Um, I know it was around our uh, retreat last year, but uh, that was around September. So it's been about a year? September the 10th. Yes. September the 10th. Awesome. Awesome. And so, obviously, a big part of what we're trying to do today is just get to know you, get to know some of your background. Uh, We were talking a little bit before about studying for this, and there is no studying unless you have multiple personalities, and in that case, you may want to stick with the one we know. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, the intent here today is just really just to uh, get get to know you. So, let's start from the beginning. Um, Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Tell us about uh, that life. No, I was born in Ashburn, Georgia, in a hospital that no longer exists. Uh. I think they tore it down after I was born. Like, you can't do this again, (laughs) either for good or bad reasons, but that was the end of that. Uh, Didn't actually live there, though. My family was in Florida at the time. My mom was home visiting. Uh, So early life was in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, but then really the things I can remember mostly were Mobile, Alabama, just before my fourth birthday, and was there all the way through college at the wow. University of South Alabama. Awesome, awesome. Mobile is uh, a great city, great seafood, of course. It, it's, it is great seafood. It's, it's a hot city, not in the hot happening sense, just in the <laughs> hot, really, really hot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Probably makes Arkansas feel uh, uh, dry, I'm sure, sometimes. But. It's about, yeah, Mobile was very wet, humid, rainy, uh, but the heat was a lot like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what led you into healthcare? I'm assuming at uh, University of South Alabama that was probably a an accounting or financial degree that you studied, is that right? It was. My undergraduate degree is in accounting. Uh, I think I got into healthcare because I was in accounting, and I got into accounting because no good deed do- goes unpunished. You've heard that statement before. Mm-hmm. Kind of in high school, we were organizing senior classes. Uh, we were going to have some fun stuff to do on a Friday block schedule my senior year. But I didn't get there because I was helping organize a charity basketball game. So by the time I got there to sign up, I got to do typing and accounting as my two fun (laughs) subjects for my senior year. Wow. Wow, that is awesome. So that got you into accounting. Um, What what led to healthcare? Uh, It it was another stumble, really. Uh, So I was finishing up, and uh, I got a call at home one night from a gentleman by the name of Sam Coulter. He told me he was the regional HR director for Humana, and I said, what do you guys do? Never heard of it. And Mm -hmm. so Humana owned hospitals at the time. They had a regional office in Mobile, not too far from my house. Uh, You know, they owned 88 hospitals, I think, including several in northwest Alabama. Talked to Sam, went up there, interviewed, and in August of 1981, I started to work for Humana in a really a financial training role. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay. But in a kind of a corporate office, not necessarily at a hospital. No, it, it, like. it was at a hospital. Oh, at a hospital. Right. One okay. of the three hospitals they had up in that area. Yeah. 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 And then um, I guess I, I should I should back up here. At some point, you met a young lady by the name of Wendy. Correct. So stop number two along the way was after uh, the Muscle Shoals, Alabama area, I moved to Thomaston, Georgia. That job was with HCA Management Company, a county hospital that they had a contract to manage. And uh, Wendy was born and raised in Thomaston. Uh, some of her family still there today. Uh, but her mom worked at the hospital. I met mm. her mom and some other ladies in medical records, which was across the hall. And I met her one day, and one thing led to another. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Wendy's mom worked at the hospital that you worked at. That is correct. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, all right. So then you, so you met her through, through the hospital and um, um, while you were there in, in Georgia? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we married 10 months later. October of 84. I should get that date right. So, yeah, <laughs> October 20th. Uh, and we, we joke today about like, how did that meeting take place? And I tell her, like, all the moms were trying to fix me up with their daughters. And she's like, no, that's not true. But uh, I'll stick to my story. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's great. That's great. So um, pretty early for-profit healthcare experience, yep. sounds like, which is quite a bit different in many respects to, uh, to nonprofit. I tell you, I, I got a great post-undergrad education in healthcare finance from Humana. Uh, they were a for-profit uh, company, and they had a pretty sophisticated set of management arrangements and computer programs for staffing and charge capture, all these things. I, I think they were kind of ahead of their time. Uh, so I spent about a year and a half in that program before I graduated, I guess, and then became the assistant controller at that hospital. Uh, but for years thereafter, I, I would have thoughts or ideas about something in my job that really dated back to things that they taught me yeah. right out of college. Yeah, so, that initial experience is yeah. so, so important. So from there, you eventually end up in Covington, uh, yep. Georgia, um, was that fairly fairly long after HCA? Uh, HCA was a two-year stint in Thomaston, and uh, I thought I was moving onward and upward. I was, what, 25 years old, roughly, and uh, about to conquer the healthcare world. So I took a job as a regional controller with a small company in Columbus, Georgia, and uh, that company doesn't exist anymore, so I can tell you, they, they had a lot of struggles. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they, they owned about 21 hospitals and several nursing homes. They all had financial difficulties. So that was a 10-year stint, excuse me, a 10-month stint. It felt like 10 years. Right. Uh, and I, I tell people that I escaped from there to Thomaston. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, to Covington. Yeah. Uh, in October of 86. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good. And then, obviously, you were there... 30 years, if that's, if I remember that correctly? Uh, that's right, about 31, actually. Wow. Uh, long stint there. All but the last two and a half years of that, roughly, were as an independent hospital. You know, we had a controlling board. Uh, and then in October of 15, we merged into Piedmont Healthcare, which is based out of Atlanta. Okay. And I, I apologize, I'm jump, jumping around here a little bit, but somewhere in between 
Tomlinson and uh, Covington, I believe. You had a couple of kids. I did. We had yeah. two children, both born at the hospital that I worked at in Covington. Oh, in Covington. Okay. Uh, yeah. Drew, our son, is, uh, well, 32 years old now. Uh, he's in the second year of a pediatric residency in Austin, Texas, your favorite city in Wait, the world. Wait, Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Hey, there's a school there. Uh, I, I think it's a junior college, actually. It, it, well, yeah. it's not accredited. Yeah, no, it, I don't well, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not accredited. Yeah. And I, we, I think Matthew McConaughey does something about culture. He's a minister of culture there or something. Yeah, I, yeah, he, I don't know. He's a really sharp guy. Yeah, he's whenever he's best. sober, he's, he tends to be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then we had a daughter, Delany. Delany is 25. She is also in Austin, Texas, uh, and she works at a uh, charter elementary school with kids with behavioral challenges, and she just recently started back working on a master's degree. So we're real proud of her for that. That's awesome, awesome. And so your son, I'm sorry, what what year in residency is he? Second year of a Second. pediatric residency. Okay, yeah. cool. Does he know where he wants to end up yet? Uh, I would say in terms of city destination, yeah. probably no, although Austin would probably be a great thing if that worked out. Uh, he's had thoughts about whether he might want to do pediatric ER, which would require wow, another yeah. three years of residency, and then that's going to be a, you know, where do you find one? Uh, could yeah. be Austin, could be any number of places. Yeah. But It worked out well for George Clooney. <clears throat> Is that right? Yeah. Wasn't he an ER physician? Oh, yeah. Pediatric yeah, yeah. physician, yeah. That, that show? That one went right past me. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't watch much TV, but... Uh, when I do, it was likely in the 80s or 90s, rather. So uh, that's, that's was, anyway, moving on. So, and a dog. You got a, a nice uh, German Shepherd. That's right. That's good of you to remember. Hope is our Hope. German Shepherd. Hope was a, or is a rescue dog, was a rescue dog. Uh, is now a princess. Uh, yeah, she's queen of the world. <laughs> she's, she's great. Yeah. Great pet. Yeah. And so your real passions, I know one of your real passions is uh, Alabama football. Yes, sir. Yeah. So tell us about that. What, what got you, uh, what, what makes you so, obviously being in South Alabama and, and you know, living it uh, is one thing, but uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, I started pretty early, I guess, sometime four, five, six years old. I just, you know, those, that was the team that we would see on TV. Uh, you didn't have games all the time like you do now, but... So I became a fan, and, and they say everybody in Alabama, you have to make a you know choice, right? You're going to be Alabama or Auburn, and I, I don't remember signing my pledge card, but it must have been <laughs> Alabama. Uh, it, it's funny now because I'm in contact with some high school friends that I had, good friends, and several of them are Auburn fans, which you know, today that would not happen. I would not be able to get along with them. But yeah. back then, it, it didn't bother me. Uh, when our son went to Alabama as an undergrad, sometime around 04, I think, 05, uh, we put in for season tickets. I, I never thought we would get them. Uh, hadn't been to many games in person, maybe once or twice. Uh, and we got season tickets. So now for like 14, 15 years, we've been going. Some years we go to the road, some road games. We've traveled to bowl games and national championship games. And so it's my wife is a huge fan. It's not just a thing she pals along with me because I like it. She yeah. loves Alabama football, uh, and we've pretty much traveled all over the country watching them play. Yeah, and you've and, gotten to go to some pretty cool spots oh, yeah. uh, in the January time frame. We uh, have. We, we, we saw the Grand Canyon uh, related to a football game in Phoenix. Uh, we just got we went out to San Francisco, first trip there. 
this January, we've been to Miami and New Orleans and quite a few trips to Dallas for uh, playoff games or uh, early season kickoff games. So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And um, you're going to have a very important away game that you're going to make this year down to uh, uh, Texas A&M University oh, College you, Station. I thought you were talking about Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but, yes, to both of those. Yes. <laughs> have not been to Mississippi State, so we're going to make that one this time, and we're going to – Texas A&M. All right. I, I rather boldly, uh, I'll just go on record here to uh, predict a Texas A&M win at Kyle Field uh, in October. So uh, Troy will get that experience. You, you uh, did in front of about 50 or 60 people. Yeah. And, and uh, I rather boldly predicted that Texas A&M would beat Clemson. So I hope your prediction is just as good as mine was. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Our, our chances are, are not good. Um, Talk to us a little bit about your your sort of career and maybe um, mentors that were important to you and, and how that's kind of shaped how you approach finance. Because in in my experience in uh, twenty plus years of healthcare, um, you know it's rare that you find a, a, a CFO. And I mean this is a compliment that's as approachable as you, that is as down to earth as you, um, and and gets the mission, not just the margin side of of the equation, but. Um, talk to us a little bit about kind of where that came from. Was that a mentor of yours that really helped shape you? Was it just sort of your upbringing? Uh, what, what shaped that? that? That's a great question. And I would say I don't really have a financial person in the past. I mean, I can think of a couple of names of people I worked with, and they, they were fine. But really a career mentor that shaped how I think about things and what I have done over the years would definitely be the CEO I worked with in Covington for 31 mm -hmm. years, Jim Wiedek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim retired a couple of years ago, a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, but he and I worked together a long time. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he exposed me to a lot of things at that hospital. They, it was not all finance. Like I, I took over responsibility for all the building projects and uh, took over insurance. I had a lot of uh, interaction with recruiting and contracting with doctors and their meetings. And so I, I got exposed to a lot, lot of things outside the fan, finance shop. It made the job interesting and, and kept my attention for a long time there. Yeah. And, and Covington, um, about the size is uh, Conway Regional Health System? Uh, well, the, hos fair? the hospital uh, was about 97 beds. The city, it, it's interesting because the two counties, Faulkner County here and Newton County there, about the same population, say 110,000, give or take. But the city of Conway is significantly bigger than Covington. The city of Covington was only about 19 or 20,000 people by the time we left there. Mm -hmm. so. But I imagine that surrounding area, and particularly being so close to Atlanta, there was similar draw probably to the city or... <clears throat> Uh, multiple competitors, certainly, in that type of a market. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, on certain service lines, OB comes to mind. We, we had a real direct competitor, one county to the west of us, Rockdale County, had a really thriving birth center. Uh, so that was always a, a competitive battle with them. Just about every other thing that we did, service line-wise, it was Atlanta. You know, people would drive into the cities, 35 miles, uh, yeah. depending on what time of day. And over the 30 years, the traffic got significantly worse, you know. But at one time, I had a next-door neighbor that delivered two babies at Northside Hospital. To think that somebody would do that today, it would it'd be crazy, you know, to yeah. risk that kind of traffic and travel distance to the north side of Atlanta. Uh, 
but for a long time it wasn't like that. You know, interestingly to me, anyway, when you leave Atlanta to go to Covington, you you don't leave civilization. I mean, you know, it's just industrial, residential, constant along that interstate corridor, much different than here. When you leave Little Rock, to me, like I pretty quickly feel like I'm out in the country. You know, there's farmland, there's lakes and rivers, and, you know, you get kind of a... Uh, a nice solitude feeling for about 25 minutes, and then you're back to population and city, uh, much different than Atlanta in that way. Yeah, yeah it is very, very different. What, uh, tell us a little bit about what excites you about being at Conway Regional. What, uh, what, when you look at uh, the market, the environment, uh, the culture, um, what gets you fired up to come into work in the morning? Uh, here, it, you know, all all of those things, Matt, you hit on. So the first, I would say was coming here is the hospital setup was what I worked in for a long time in Covington before the merger. Uh, local board control, uh, decisions made here, you know, what we think about things and our, how we plan to strategize. We're the ones making that with our mm-hmm. board, uh, not, not a corporate office. You know, we're sending ideas and waiting for feedback. We, we got to make the call and go. Behind that is just the place is thriving. You know, it's it's a hospital with a great vibe because we're expanding, we're growing, things are working. Uh, you know, it's a great place to work. It literally is not just an award for that, but it really is a great place to work. And then the, the last thing I'd mention, and ultimately the reason that I came here was the people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if you saw any of the Kelly Bryant interview recently. He's the quarterback that transferred out of Clemson. He ended up going to Missouri. But I saw a a brief part of an interview with him, and he said, I went on to visit to Missouri. I wasn't going to Missouri, you know. Uh Uh, But, I uh, okay, I'll go take a look. And there was something about the place when I went there. And then I went on a couple more visits, and I kept thinking, I kept coming back in my mind, I felt best at Missouri. Well, when I came here, I had never lived in Arkansas, never really thought about living in Arkansas. Okay, I'll go take a look. And, and there was something about the people uh, yeah. that, that struck me to, to tell my wife, we need to go back, you, you need to go, because she didn't make that first visit with me. And uh, I'm happy to say that a year and, what, three days into it, I still find that same thing, like super nice people, the nicest people. And there's a lot of nice people in Georgia, don't get me wrong. Everywhere right. I've been, but great people. It's just there's something different. There's a little something different. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's interesting. Troy and I had the opportunity just last night to round uh, at the hospital delivering cookies. Gosh, at about eight eight thirty last yeah. night, and um, the hospital was full. Uh, it, it was really really busy, uh, much busier than normal. But uh, what a great feeling to walk around in the midst of people's hurriedness and and stress that having those patients, you know, brings on us how happy they were, their attitude, the smiles on their faces, uh, to do something even as small as give a cookie, you know, it was just, it was, was so rewarding, kind of to your point. I, I don't know that I've ever met a night staff at another hospital that is as uh, uh, happy yeah. <laughs> as they are here. Yeah, you can fool yourself to think, yeah, they're really happy that we came here to do this, but I think they're really happy about the cookies. Oh, that, that's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, and I get the sense that they're that way, whether we were there or not, kind of to your point. You know, yeah. it's, it's uh, the fact that we're bringing cookies are nice. I, I'm kidding a little bit. I, I, I do yeah. think that they're excited to see that, we, you know, you come and interact with them, and uh, it, it's a good vibe. Like yeah. I said, last night was a good vibe in the place. Yeah. Well, I got to tell my, my 
my joke here, but um, you know, Angie Longing and I were delivering cookies together, and I told told the crew that Angie and I made these cookies together, and they're called Mangy Cookies. Huh? 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 Oh, right, wait. Uh, uh, let me see if I can hear the laughter here. It, it, there we go. Oh, it went over big. <laughs> it, it, it went over big last night like that, too, Paul. Yes, so yes. Major hit. Yes. I have a, I have a 12-year-old son uh, named Gabriel, and, and he told me about... He informed me, educated me about my sense of humor. He said, Dad, you know, you... Your sense of humor just, you know, you, you say the same joke over and over again until you just knock it down into the ground and you just wear it out. And then it becomes funny again uh, the more you do it. So I'm just going to stick with that uh, uh, for, for my mangy cookie uh, joke. So I believe you. Yeah. I believe that you will. <laughs> just like your birthday routine, you stick right. to it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, um, anything else you want uh, our, our team, our stakeholders here in Conway to know about you, know about uh, uh, Conway Regional? I, yeah, I, I would say one other thing is, uh, you know, we have the bold, exceptional called thing. And uh, been in this line of work a long time, bumped up against quite a bit of bold, quite a few exceptional. But this is the first place I've ever been that you really feel the called. And... Uh, that was a unique thing for me. I picked up on that right from the start, and I, I, I think it's real, and it carries over into the things that we do and the way that we think about things, uh, and that, that's really a, a new element for me in my work career. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, as, a, as someone who's also been in healthcare for 20 years and, and over 20 years and worked in different states and different environments, some for-profit environments, non-profit environments, some nonprofits that acted more like for profits than nonprofits. Uh, broad, broad experience. You know, it's. Um, it, it, you're right. I, I agree, and it's. Uh, it also says something I think about about you and the team that we have because you know CFOs have a lot of pressure. Uh, CFOs um, really take their roles and responsibilities very, very seriously to manage the fiscal health of of a, of a health system, which is enormously complex. It is the most complex business in the world. Um, and uh, any CFO has to has to weigh that uh, daily in all the decisions that, that they make and advice and counsel that they give, and to have someone talk about calling from that perspective, I think is pretty unique and pretty pretty special. So, thank you for for doing this. I appreciate your your time, and well, I would say welcome to the team. But you've been here a year. Yep. Yeah. So, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank appreciate you. It.